0: Hey, Hoff, why don't you start the movie? Holy shit. Welcome to episode 14 of Obscure Chatter. If you're new to the show or just need a reminder, I'm Terry Doty. And with me today is an amazing human being that um, is just awesome. And I don't know her well enough. So I made her lock herself in a booth to talk to me. Heck Welcome. yeah. <laughs> Welcome, Erica Lindbeck. Hey. Up?
1: Hello. Hi. Hello. Honor to be nominated. Happy to be here.
0: You actually, um, we did a, a dinner together in L.A. last June, and you mm-hmm. had said, I was recording my friend Steve like the next day, and you said, hey, if you ever need a guest, let me know. And a year later, I definitely remembered that. So there you, you made go.
1: good on your promise.
0: I've been waiting every
1: day for you to ask me to be on your podcast,
0: Terry. <laughs> it's funny because of how untrue that is. Um, but oh, <laughs> Actually, I think you should go. You made it awkward. Um, but today <laughs> we're watching... And it was one of those things where uh, you and I talked a little bit before we started recording about just what... This movie and a few others on your list meant. And that, I think, is also something for the way that I was describing it to my friend Tia was think of a movie that is really close to you that you would maybe want to, like, show someone that you're just becoming friends with or maybe dating to be like, yeah, I love this movie and just kind of gauge how they, they take it. Um, obviously not to the point where, like, if they hate it, you're like, oh, well, we had a nice run, eh? But, uh, (laughs) just kind of be like, oh. hmm." (laughs) But this one, you gave me, uh, and I immediately went, yes, because I love this movie and I actually don't talk about it all that much. But, you know, there's a lot of great cinema out there. But also, the other four you gave me, it was immediately clear to me, I'm like, I've known you for a while now. I don't know you that well because all of these seem like a surprise to me.
1: So, Surprise! My taste in movies is a little odd. I think.
0: Good. Yeah, there were some. They were. Yeah. Uh, you spanned multiple genres, multiple decades. They did. Um, they did. You're just cooler than a lot of people. I'm sorry to tell you. I this. just
1: contain multitudes. You know. <laughs> just don't judge me. Don't put me in a box. I'm different. I'm not like the
0: other girls. No. You know what I mean? Uh, it's like the first chapter of a YA novel. You know what? I just want to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just want to change you. That's it. Th- yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> or I made that joke because uh, that made me think of vampires. Um, I think we're all a little unhinged right now. And it's that idea where— When
1: P. You
0: You want to kind of do that, like, phone etiquette where, like, hey, how are you doing? And you're supposed to say, I'm good, even though I'm horrible. But it just seems so odd for someone to say, I'm good. I'm great right now.
1: Yeah. My answer to that question, to how are you, um, is um, I'm like, well, the world's on fire, but I'm hanging in there, doing what I can. Those are my buzz, my buzz phrases now mm-hmm. <laughs> when I respond.
0: See, to I people. just kind of make noises and gurgle a lot. Mm,
1: uh, that's nice. I should try that sometime.
0: <laughs> but uh, yes, it's it's very much on fire right now, and I've been. Writing a, a new show and working a lot with this time coder, and her and I have been communicating only through the script. Like she'll give me notes mm. on the <laughs> script and like kind of tell me about yeah. her day. And I'm like, hey, when the world is a little less on fire, do you want to go for coffee? She's like, so in like two, three years. I'm like, maybe, but that in seems two or nice.
1: three years, yeah. When I when we actually get to see each other again, I was actually supposed to come to Texas like the week that the shelter in place order.
0: Went oh, really. Down.
1: Um, yeah, I was just going to visit because I, I have family in Dallas, and obviously, you know, with the voiceover connection, I have a lot of friends there. So I go just to hang out a few times a year, and I wasn't able to go, which was very sad. But what I got, a I got a refund. I booked my I booked my flights like within the American Airlines refund time, the pandemic refund. So,
0: uh, see, I'm, I will I'm be always, coming. I'm curious about that because I know. I personally, I just learned this last night. I learned this at midnight last night and then couldn't go to bed. Like, you know when you're really tired and you learn something very important and you're like, fuck, don't think about this. Go to sleep. Mm-hmm. But um, yes. I was I was trying to do uh, just a trip to go fly fishing. I've always wanted to go fly fishing. It's a very not Terry mm. thing to say, but I'm like, ah, it's just kind of on my bucket what. list.
1: And Top five phrases I never thought would come
0: out of Terry's mouth. <laughs>
1: along with My dad I does deep sea fishing and fly fishing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but um, so I talked Stephen into it, and we were supposed to go at the beginning of May. And mm. there, they, of course, you know, there's that standard policy like, hey, you need 50% down. And within the 60 days of the scheduled thing, you don't get that deposit back. Oh, Uh, I'm like, well, surely this this place that we're going fly fishing, that's like all inclusive and it has all the gear and someone will help kind of teach you how to do fly fishing. They went, nah, we uh, I mean, it's within 60 days of your appointment. You know, you're not going to get that refund back. I'm like, it's a pandemic. Yeah, I know. And uh, then they just started ghosting us, and so I, I made the dispute with my credit card company. And my credit card company messaged me back last night and said, "Yeah, we uh, we lost in favor of the merchant." Like,
1: How? Wow.
0: That was uh, for that um, is Crazy. I don't get it, but it, yeah, we lost fourteen hundred dollars. Oh my god! Oh my god! That's a lot of money for a trip that we just can't get back. And I'm like, I don't just so. I'm like, I was really tired, and now it's just I was staring at Stephen, you know, after midnight, just in the living room. Like, what do we? I mean, what, what, what happens now? Like, he's like, I think we just. uh, I'm like, I am going to shit talk them on Google. That's what that's going. Oh yeah.
1: Uh. Well, you know what's funny? I, brought, I bought trip insurance for my, uh, for my flight, and I called the trip insurance, and they were like, yeah, you're not covered in pandemics. And I was like, what? And then I called American Airlines, and they went, no, we'll refund you, which is so crazy that the, the trip insurance wouldn't, but I'm American by that. Airlines did. Yeah, it's crazy, and and I had to, I had a, I had a, like an interactive museum exhibit that I was supposed to go to, and they, they were like, you can, they, they gave me a voucher. Most of the places that I contacted were pretty chill about it, but also like, why? It just doesn't make sense to me. I mean, you don't have to refund me; just give me a voucher or something to reschedule at a later date. You know? Yeah. Just work with me a little bit here. This, this, these times are unprecedented. Also, that's just going to foster such bad. Such a bad relationship. It's just bad juju. It doesn't
0: make sense to me. It really, really is. I don't. Because uh, what was it? Um, there was somebody or there foster wasn't... a bad reputation rather. Yeah, yeah. I, I just don't understand that because, yeah, like I have been very, very like when uh, we were still like getting food delivered and stuff like, oh, I'm so sorry we're out of this. I'm like, that is fine. They're like, it's just I'm like, no, you are fine. Don't apologize. Yeah, don't, mm. totally. Um, but it I don't know. It feels like common courtesy is very much like an option right now. I'm like, uh, this is this just goes oh Well, so many things, obviously, right now. And like this just goes against everything that I was raised to believe is right but i mm. guess that's not an excuse
1: anymore yeah i don't it's just yeah it's it's been i don't even know what life is anymore i'm just trying to be as nice as i can to people that's it like i know people are struggling right now and it's awful and i'm and i and i feel incredibly lucky to be working in a medium that i can still perform uh in yes you know, during these
0: times I think it, it it was a wake-up call to a lot of our friends that don't have uh, their own setups. But it's like, hey, like, if I can help you, you know, figure out, like, how to set up your own thing. they like, oh, I don't want to inconvenience mm-hmm. you. I'm like, I'm actually busy, but, like, if it helps other people, why not? Be- it And it is— Yeah, I actually
1: noticed—yeah, this whole thing has made me realize how, like, reticent people are to reach out and ask for help. Yeah. Uh, it's a pride Which thing. I luckily, like— Yeah, yeah, it's a pride thing. Also, it's just a, it's a weird thing, because I'm, I don't know if you know this, I'm relatively outgoing, um... And so it's I've not, I've noticed that like I would you know I think everyone goes through that phase at some point in their lives where're like, well, I'm not gonna go where I'm not wanted and then you never ask anyone to do anything because you're scared that they they don't want to hang out with you and then they never ask you to hang out because they always assume you're busy like it's just this weird cyclical thing where nobody ever ends up hanging out and because we're all basically homebound and we can't meet at a restaurant or a coffee shop or a bar or anything you know you kind of like we've, we've taken things down to brass tacks where someone has to make the move yeah you know? know someone has to be like hey do you want to zoom hey and I actually like I've I I just have no shame anymore like I'll reach out to anybody anytime and I've noticed that that um far and away everyone wants to hang out whether that's you know a social distance walk or a coffee or a zoom or
0: whatever but
1: yeah I mean it's it's interesting just the psychologically how this has affected all of us and
0: it has. I think we're all uh, a little jarred. Like as uh, we've been doing remote sessions, or yeah, just the zero contact stuff, and it's baffling mm-hmm. to so many people that you know, yeah, other studios are willing to make that kind of commitment. And I'm like, hey, if we can actually somehow interact, even though it's at least six feet apart, and I can see you, um, mm-hmm. I yeah, I've been thinking. Uh, there was uh, one of Steven's friends. It's like, hey, we should all go camping in a couple weeks. And I'm like. Uh, did 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 you forget? Uh, he's like, oh no, like we'll all keep our distance. I'm like, that's not camping together.
1: <laughs> no, that's
0: exactly about? yeah. Um, but it seems like most of the people, I think you're in a much chiller state than I, am. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you mean people
1: respecting the boundaries, or like, or like wearing masks and stuff,
0: or all how of so? that, all of that. Because mm. uh, yeah. even, um, what was it, the governor for our state was kind of raked over the, ha, has been continuously raked over the coast like, hey, you know, like you're not really being clear in your wording. And uh, like if you went over the, you know, like your plan on how to open the state up, he's like, well, it's all there in the plan. They're like, yes. And we're saying that the plan is confusing and you need to clarify it. He's like, mm. that's what lawyers are yeah. for. Like, oh my God.
1: <laughs> Dude, can you be a leader? Didn't you want to be a leader? Now's the time. I really just you know, wanted the accolades on, and none of the responsibility. <laughs> yeah. Don't we all? Don't we all? God. <laughs> like, well,
0: well. I want to be famous, mm. but wait. I don't like the way you're talking to me. Like. Well, I'm yeah. I'm directing you. That's that's what I'm doing. Well, also, I
1: mean, it's biting everyone in the ass. It's biting every state. I mean, I'm originally from North Carolina, and I was just talking to my mom, and she said that um, they might be going back to phase one because everything's spiking. Of course everything's spiking. Yeah. Because people decided the pandemic, they were sick of it. The mask thing wasn't cool and novel anymore, so they're just not going to, you know, they're just not going to uh, respect it or abide by it or whatever.
0: Yeah, it's I I feel like Texas is very close to that. I haven't heard anything about North Carolina until just now, honestly. But um yeah, it's uh, and maybe that's again where like it's really an issue of pride. It's uh, like, well, I know this isn't the way things are done, but we can't keep relying on this isn't the way things are done. Obviously, this is partially why we're in the situation that we're in. It's cuz yeah. We just don't like being uncomfortable, but I'd say that The other side of the coin with the protests and the giant movement that's been happening that it's because there are so many people that are just sitting at home that they've had no choice but to think about the world as it is and what needs to change. So totally.
1: I agree. No, it's I I feel a shift. I have felt the shift. Yeah. And it has been really difficult and uncomfortable, but I am at— a point in my life where I am 100% willing to admit that I was wrong, and I have been wrong, and I have not done enough, and um, that's okay. And now I just need to fix it, and that's what I'm going to do. So Same.
0: I mean, um, for the yeah. longest time growing up uh, as someone uh, with a Mexican mom and a white dad, it was very clear to me very early on that life is very weird and they're very judgmental people. That it's like, that's your mom? Mm-hmm. like. Y- yeah, why are you looking at me like that? Um, yeah. Uh, to see that, but also just be like, well, I understand clearly what's going on with, you know, my friend here. My friend's like, I, I agree that you've been through some shitty stuff. You don't understand what it's like to be black. I'm like, I don't. You're right. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> Jesus, but it, and I guess that was like that go to thing that we've, uh, that we've heard constantly. Like, well, I'm not racist. I'm like, yeah, that's not enough. It's, it's not enough to not no, be racist. It's n- no,
1: I, I, to- yeah. and there was a time when I thought it was yeah. like
0: 100%. Mm.
1: I was just scared to get in the ring because I didn't want to step on any toes, but right is right and wrong is wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, once, when you take things down to brass tacks, the answer is very, very simple. And you're either on the right side or the wrong side. I don't really see
0: any in between. Right. I think it was uh, Bernice King, who is the daughter of Martin Luther King Jr., uh, that said racism Mm. uh, is not a matter of opinion. Um, And no, like that's just for some people and like like it's not an it's not a political issue. It's not anything like that. But I just—it's uh, very much similar to uh, a few years ago. It was realizing how stupid I sound when I'm like, "Oh, I'm not a feminist," and it was because of that thing. Like when you have like a lot of guy friends, and like, oh, the guy friends get really upset when you are like, "Oh, feminists." Like,
1: yeah. Oh my God, Terry, we are literally the same. And 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 recently, I've realized I don't know twenty. I just turned twenty eight um a couple weeks ago, and. I think twenty seven was just a very eye opening year for me in a lot of ways, and I think I think honestly sticking to my guns and you know really really understanding that saying you know the, the idea of the feminist thing I feel like I was one of those people who was like well I'm not a feminist and I'm like no you are Erica like you are yeah. and anyone who is upset about that it, they need to do some some fucking research like fuck off that's why we have the right to vote. It just—it's just insane. It actually, my taste in men has changed so drastically in the last couple of years. I cannot even tell you. It's because, like, emotional intelligence it has become the number one thing. Yeah. Because I feel like all like all the movies I watched when I was younger told me I needed like some big fucking himbo man who didn't know his right hand from his left. Like, you know, it just, and, um who you know, just masculine. There's a lot of masculine traits that I feel can be inc- or attributed to masculine tr- masculinity traits that are really fucking toxic and we need to just stop. And I just, I saw this tweet yesterday that was like, more men in crop tops and short shorts. And I was like, heck yeah. And lip gloss. Paint your nails. I love it. I'll still fuck you. Yeah, I love that.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I'm, yes, I, uh, well, you even think like when it's like a if you're dating someone, I've dated men and I've dated women. And I will say, yes, obviously mm-hmm, with yeah. the women there was a lot more of an open dialogue than there were with a lot of the men. Uh that but that's just yeah. like a well Yeah. <laughs> obviously. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. and where I was uh, the big relationship before Stephen, it was, like, a lot of, like, well, we sh- we share all of the same ideals, and I think he thinks he's a feminist, but he is very quick to shut me up about topics that I know more about, about mm, being yeah. a woman in America, especially being a, a Mexican woman in America, uh, compared to mm-hmm. a guy that just went to a really nice business school in Austin, Texas. Uh, <laughs>
1: But oh, yeah, you, God. yeah, wow.
0: You, um, like Stephen and I talk about that all the time. Where it's just, hey, if we were sing, like if we'd never met, if we were single right now, do you think that you would be with somebody? Uh, like, do you think you would be with somebody else? Um, and he's like, I don't know, just dating. And he's like, maybe it's because I'm not in the ring anymore, but it feels like it's harder now. And I'm
1: like, I. Oh my god,
0: don't even get me started. <laughs> like, ah, I hate it. I like you said that you you've your view toward who you're attracted to has changed. Can you ex- it's like so I get different. it, but can you explain that a little bit more? Like. Oh gosh.
1: Well, I mean, I'm I'm I've, I've, I recently. It's so funny. My mom was like, "Your Wikipedia page says you came out as bisexual on February sixteenth, whatever." <laughs> and I'm like, "Well, I think I've known for a very long time, mm-hmm. um, but it just wasn't something that I discussed. But I felt the need because I had a platform. I and I." I felt like I could help to normalize mm-hmm. bisexuality, which I, I love. I'm like, me, I'm sitting on my pedestal normalizing bisexuality as a privileged white woman living in America. Um, but, uh, but yeah, like, I, I, I think I had to finally acknowledge to myself that I have 100% been, um, you know, sexually attracted and romantically attracted to women in my life. Yeah. Um, but it was just sort of a foregone conclusion to me at that point. But I, it was almost, it was therapeutic for me to say it out loud. Um, and all of my friends were like, oh, no way, Erica! We're so <laughs> shocked.
0: <laughs> like, See, but all of like, them. It's, it, like, it, like, that was me, too, when I—I I, actually—I've dated women, and there was a point where, like, fully committing to Steven, I'm like, well, I used to—oh, my God, I want to kick, few, like, past me, like, really hard in the shin. uh, The bad leg, too, because I know myself. Yeah. uh, But— there was this point where I was talking to my ex-girlfriend, like my biggest ex. I'm like, well, you know, I'm straight. And she went, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> and I went, oh, well, you funny. know, like it's just that thing. And it's because so many people would just be like, well, you know, I mean, it was college. da I'm like, yeah, I guess. I guess so. And she's like, no, we were in a relationship yeah. for over a year. Good for her. Uh <laughs> and she's good like for her yeah i know no you don't get to discount <laughs> what we had b- because you're in like the the standard i'm like no oh my god I she's love like her. you're pansexual I- that's what you are and i'm like i mm. i had to look up the word <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah and i'm yeah. like yeah <laughs> dude i love i like your ex she sounds dope uh
0: she broke my heart yes um but uh we're oh, still honey. friends we're still friends but it's now that's like good. a funny thing like where she's like you want to freak people out i'm like yeah she's like Sarah was the love of my life, and they're like, "What's happening?" I'm like, ah, I'm kidding, kidding. Yeah, but uh, yeah, you just don't think about that, and I think it's because you don't want to, you don't want to, don't want to fight against the current in that way. But even my mother, she's like, "You and uh, I'll even self-edit her name. You and da 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 like that. That was a relationship, right?" I'm like, ah, uh, she's like, "Don't lie to me." I'm like, "Oh yeah," she's like, "I knew it, I knew it." Yeah. Ugh.
1: But, well, yeah, I, think, I, I think most women, we can admit, women connect emotionally much more easily with other women. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's just a thing. Like, I have many, many male, male friends, um, but I, I think I form emotional bonds with women so much more easily than men. It's a whole, it's a whole other game uh, when it comes to dudes, I think.
0: It is, and that's not— that's,
1: Straight men, straight men, sorry, head, yes. like, cis straight men, not, 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 not the gays. God, I love the
0: gays. All I think games. I think a lot of cis, cis white men especially like uh, do are very easy to take offense to that because it's a well not me and I'm like I know but that's very much like a you know all lives matter type of thing to me like I understand that you are fantastic but I'm talking about in general there're also a lot yeah. more stakes whenever we entrust you with our emotional well-being just as a yeah. friend alone and-
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And and again, like emotional intelligence is at the top of my list now as far as um, I have definitely dated. I have definitely tended towards dating men in mm-hmm. my life. Um, and uh, oh, I was I had something to say about this and I can't remember exactly what it was. Um Oh, man. Oh, here's what it is. I have a really strong personality. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I was going for, because I have been taught since I was very young to go for men with very strong personalities and who um, who, who have sort of a lot, of, like, it's, I hate to say the word, but like that alpha male kind of thing going yeah. on. And I've realized that that's not what I need at all. Like, I, I think it, it's always been hard for me to date because the gender roles that I thought I needed to fall into always felt just consummately so wrong for me.
0: Yeah. That um, doesn't knowing I, you. just, uh, I feel like I get to know you a little bit better. Uh, cause what was it? I think we met, we met watching the last Jedi together. Uh, and yeah. um, that <laughs> yeah. wasn't that long ago, but um, no, that mm. does in no way sounds like some like if I were if I knew someone that kind of fit that I'd be like you know who you sh- you would really like no there's no way I would introduce those two
1: yeah yeah exactly and like so so for me it's it's just been a matter of sort of um, de oh my god not destigmatize like it's um what is what's that thing like if when you get out of a cult and you what's that called. <laughs> when when they de something you uh,
0: uh oh my do god you know what i'm talking about Steven. like steven's googling i don't know my google game is stronger than it's yours. not
1: decompress it's something else i don't know but whatever i had to i had to sort of work my work around the way that my brain just would react to people and 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 what i thought i needed and what i wanted
0: deprogram
1: and, um, deprogram there we go i i really and i'm still in the process of it but um, yeah, I actually met, I met a guy recently who like is really, um, really emotionally intelligent and, um, is just like a really, a really great dude. And that has been nice. (laughs) So, you know, and I was like, oh, this is, this is what I, and, and I almost had like a panic reaction because he was so, he's so, he loves to listen and, and learn. And, um, he's really, really smart. And, um, also very attractive it's just a weird I'm just like whoa okay but I have more masculine traits than he does I think I I'm like uh, I I would fall into that role more than he would I think
0: I am definitely as far as traditional gender roles go I am the husband and Stephen is the wife.
1: yeah but I mean yeah like, he I'm, hunts I'm talking and all about yeah if we're talking about traditional yeah traditional gender roles masculine I feel I feel weird saying masculine feminine because there's such a there's such a spectrum and all that so Please yeah. please correct me if I'm if I'm using something incorrectly or
0: <laughs> well I mean um, I mean someone yeah. also could also just get you know on and be like actually both of you are wrong I'm like well yeah I sure yeah which um, is fine yeah which is totally fine or uh, I even uh, because I someone was like I'm kind of an alpha male and I'm like alpha males aren't actually a thing in nature um, I would never
1: date someone who said they were an alpha male to be to to my credit I have never dated a man who <laughs> said that he was an alpha male I would I would never
0: I. I I once made out with a dude, and then, like, it didn't go anywhere. Like, we were all just, like, like after a party, like, made out. And then, like, you know, someone just kind of knocked on, like, my truck door. Like, hey, we're all going to Denny's. So we all go to Denny's. And I was talking about how in a couple of weeks I was going to California to see some family. And he went, whoa, that's kind of something we need to talk about. I'm like, what? We we made out once. Uh, and um, That's so weird. I'm like, that is, like, uh, wow, I – I've never had to deal with that. I'm like, you really don't know me at all. Yeah, Yeah. I don't – nah, bruh. Mm -hmm. Um,
1: Yeah, I think I've come to the conclusion that I actually do not like aggressive men. Like, I'm not into it. And I I think I thought I wanted that for a while, and I 100% do not.
0: No, that even uh, happens, like, if you have, if I'm reading something, they're like, it's, uh, yeah, yes. no, oh. right. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, that's not going to happen, bro, like, reading it, like, mm-mm, you get 20 more pages to redeem that last little thing you said.
1: Yep. One hundred percent. I agree. I literally just <laughs> tweeted last night. I was like, I am so proud to say that I am out of my himbo phase and into my soft boy phase. I think I'll stay here for a while. <laughs>
0: I I mean, yeah, I I think that it's really nice when someone that looks like really burly or whatever is just like hi Oh yeah, himbo. No,
1: himbos can be great. Himbos can it. be the best. 100%. <laughs> um, it, honestly, honestly I think what I really like what I really need is like a mix of a himbo and a soft boy. That's what I like.
0: That exists. That definitely exists. Hmm.
1: I ho- I hope so. Yeah. Anyway, well, yeah. Dating is fun
0: in that way, but uh, I think it's also easier for us as women to open up about our sexuality than it is for a man, and also just to be like, oh, "Oh, by the way, I hate uh, hunting and fishing and da da da. Like for me, I'm Mm -hmm. very, I forget where I was. I was doing like a like a stylist thing because I was going to an awards show, and they're like, what's your what's your fashion style? And I'm like, androgynous hobo. Uh, I love that. They're like, "Well, okay, what do you think about a dress?" I'm like, "That if you want me to look awkward as fuck, put me in a dress." Um, I really yeah, like Yeah, I've never suits felt I've never and...
1: felt like stereotypically feminine. Yeah. Oh my god, I would crush a suit. What's really weird about me? Oh my god, with your hair. I
0: fuck you. Yes. You
1: dude, that. see, that's the thing is like I have a very stereotypically feminine body. Mm-hmm. Like I have big boobs and a small waist and hips and a butt. Um, I feel like I look very feminine, but I don't feel particularly feminine. I I one hundred percent. I one hundred percent feel like a woman, and that's fine. Um, but yeah, it's always been tough for me because I remember one one time, my friend and my this guy came over uh, to my friend and I at the gym, and. Um, he was like flirting with us and I was being really sassy and sarcastic back to him and 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 he he walked away and I was like I'm so bad at flirting and she goes Erica it's like I'm watching two lions on a on a savanna she was like she was like you go she goes you don't go alpha female you just go alpha to whoever's in the mm-hmm. room like it truly which is funny cuz I'm like I hesitate to use the word alpha whatever but that was how she described it cuz I'm like I am like I will butt heads with anybody, mm-hmm. and it, but but for me it's banter. It's not like I'm actually being mean to the person, but just just my energy. You know, I hate to call it big dick energy, but a lot of people have described me that way, so <laughs> that's what it is.
0: Yeah, you don't like. I'm what, never there, like. No, there's I'm so no cute. Oh my there gosh. is no female equivalent like big clit energy mm. here. Uh.
1: Oh my god, I could never say that <laughs> phrase. Uh, oh, I love their. I love their. D- in this scene. They're so cute.
0: I still quote that. Like, if it comes on, Like, mm All the time. <laughs> uh, oh. Mm. But, um... Oh, my God, they're both so young.
1: <laughs> Look I at know. him. Look at him. I love them. Ugh.
0: Uh, also,
1: I miss... God, Ugh.
0: oh my God! I was actually just thinking about that because there was another movie. Uh, Stephen and I do this thing, and I've mentioned it before on the show. But Stephen and I do this thing since we're so ap- far apart in age, or not so far apart—seven mm-hmm. years. So, apart far, apart. so far apart. Steven's just ancient. Oh my God! I
1: can't believe he's even still alive. If there's a
0: big gust of wind, he'll fly away with the with <laughs> the with the elements. And like, ah, oh, I will love again. No, but um. Mm-hmm. We do this thing where from, I'm like, hey, this is a big deal in my childhood, and this was a big deal in my childhood, and just kind of, like, match up what things are. But I was trying to describe, like, I forget what movie she was in, where I was like, oh, my God, she was really good in this. Um, And Stephen's like, whatever happened to her? I'm like, she died, dude. (laughs) It's like, oh, Mm -hmm. well, shit. Yeah.
1: Uh, but no, I, think I had a moment like that, like the other day. I forgot that John McCain was dead. I legitimately completely missed that. I did not know.
0: I just remembered that as
1: you're talking. Yeah, or, it's um, weird. I know.
0: With uh, Juneteenth yesterday, I was like scrolling through everybody's amazing posts. And uh, there was a point where I remembered in the sixth grade, I very very quickly had to bullshit a Rosa Parks re- uh, a report in the 6th grade about Rosa Parks and mm. I clearly didn't finish the book because I ended it with you know and she end- and her life ended with this da 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 they're like she's alive it was 1995 she lived for like another 10 years um but I'm oh like oh God. I I guess I'm not passing this report
1: <sighs> oh man, I, I half asked so many. My my best quality in high school was I could write a report on a book that I had never read. Like I could just <laughs> take basic themes. Oh, and college actually. I could take the most basic themes, and read like a couple chapters and just bastardize them mm-hmm. to lightly follow the outline of what I'd read.
0: <laughs> and you uh what did you where did you go to school?
1: I went to UCLA um, and majored in theater, in that's acting. Right. That's indeed, right.
0: mm. indeed. I went. Yeah, I just went to a uh, local community college myself, and I bullshit a. Oh, that's fine. A, a lot of papers myself. Don't, uh,
1: <laughs> don't say it like that. I went to
0: a local. <gasps> Will, you're one of uh, the smartest people I've ever met. You <laughs> prick. <laughs> oh, thanks, bitch. Um, <laughs> I like to think so too. Uh, but it's that yeah. kind of thing where it's like, all right, you got your associates. Where are you going next? And if people keep doing that long mm-hmm. enough, you're like, I maybe I'll just kind of say I have a degree and never say I <laughs> what level of degree <laughs> I have.
1: Uh, but I was then actually I, I talking started... with someone. Oh, sorry. No, sorry, you go, go ahead. ahead.
0: <laughs> oh, I was, <laughs> no, I, was just, I was just
1: talking with someone the the other day uh, about how I it's hard for me because I feel that. It's especially with dating, saying that you're an actor is just because I'm like, I would never want to go on a date with someone and then be like, I'm an actor. Like, that just doesn't sound good to me. And I know that's horrible. It's like (laughs) internalized self-hate. But I'm just like I because I feel like I'm starting at a baseline of people thinking that I'm very vapid and um, that sucks. And maybe that is just my innards being just wrong, and like maybe that's not the perception, but uh, but no, I, I feel know. that Man, too. It's, it's tough. Oh, it's I'm just getting... not a smart person career. Or when and not that people can't be smart who are actors, but when people think of smart person careers, nobody's like an actor, and that bothers me. It really actually, like, it really bothers me sometimes.
0: I've never gathered that someone would think it's not a smart thing for me. There was, uh, it was my high school. My high school boyfriend, my high school sweetheart, who was always very encouraging um, of me going to uh, like because right after high school, I wanted to go to this conservatory in New York, um, but was very much shot down by uh, money. And uh, but um, his best friend would constantly be like, "I don't know, man. Like, if she's going to keep doing that, like, can you even trust her?" And <laughs> Jason, my high school uh, sweetheart, is like, "What the fuck do you mean?" He's like, "I mean, she's an actor. Like, how are you going to know? Like, if she's ever like a hundred percent like herself? Oh my god, I'm like, what does
1: that mean?" That is so nuts. I mean, not necessarily entirely untrue. There's a shred of truth in that, but yeah. yeah. I mean, I've always said that I'm a good I'm a good actor. Well, it depends on who you ask. I'm a decent <laughs> actor and a bad liar. I've never been able I've to ever, actually.
0: I think for a lot of people, um, uh, looking uh, looking at it from the outside, I think there appears to be a rivalry between coasts. But in reality, I just like working with who I like to work with. And I actually hate that I haven't gotten to work with you like one-on-one, really. Uh, but oh, dude, I have never, fun. anyone who's ever worked with you, I've never heard, ugh, Erica. <laughs> I mean, there have been a couple Thank of times like, where they're like, happy. oh, you like this person? Ugh. I'm like, that's actually one of my best friends. Like, oh, yeah, no, no you know uh-huh. I'm kidding. I'm like, uh-huh.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm hmm, mm hmm, mm hmm. Yeah,
1: I've, I've gotten like, I've become like a feral mountain lion when it comes to my friends and the people in my life. Like, I will be, I will go to the mat immediately and be like, nope, that's wrong. That person's great. Sorry, bye.
0: Mm hmm. And that's I, my think, uh, I, I think, I <laughs> think maybe we're similar in that way because it's a, oh, so and so. Like, I, I feel like you're saying something like intentionally controversial because you know that you want to argue right now and you know that I'm here, like, we can go, but this will not. Yeah,
1: I mean, people, I've heard, you know, I've heard of people who don't know me particularly well saying, you know, things about me, not, it just, it's not anything, like, Erica's a bad person, just like, you know, I don't know why Erica booked, like, ABC, she's, I think she's overrated, whatever, but I'm just like, ah, whatever helps you sleep at night, like, that's fine, I, you know. I, I get it.
0: I mean, I, I it. think it's. I think I've, it kind of maybe shows where that person might be in their career because I yeah, think exactly. that's a very like, young thing to think. It one hundred
1: percent is one hundred. Yeah, because you just feel like everybody is. You're just threatened by everybody, and um, you view everyone as competition. Um, and I completely get it. Like sometimes I get in that headspace too, one hundred percent. So I get it, but I think I'm. I'm at a in a place where I'm just like, well, that person is going through some nasty shit mentally, clearly, so whatever.
0: Yeah. I mean, you and I have been up for some of the same stuff, and it's like, uh, oh, who mm. the big cast? And it's like, Erica, like, oh, yeah, that's a good choice. Like, that's all it takes. Yeah, like, I lost it- out
1: on a huge thing that I really wanted to, to Laura Post um, recently, and oh. I, they let me know. And I was like, ah, I'd lose anything to Laura. She's so great. Like, God.
0: I mean, and doesn't that yeah. just – doesn't that, like – it costs nothing to be happy for somebody else or just be like, oh, I get it. Mm-mm. Like, But to just be like, why the fuck yeah. would they cast them when they could could have cast me? I think it was that, uh, yeah. I think the, the first example that springs to mind is uh, oddly enough, it's Ghostbusters where initially Ernie Hudson's character was supposed to be a bigger deal and he just kept get- mm. getting whittled down and whittled down to the point where he got very bitter on set until Harold Ramis like, pulled him aside and was like, I know that this is personal for you and it feels personal, but this is the business and none of it has to yeah. do with you as a person. You need to let it go. Yeah,
1: you can't take anything. You can't take anything personally. Like no. it, which and it it's hard. I completely understand. It's it's hard, but um I think also just I, I mean real talk, I've been very fortunate in my career and I have I have worked essentially full-time since I started and I'm very cognizant of that and mm-hmm. I know I'll be like, people will be like, wow, especially like with, you know, I did a lot of press for Final Fantasy, and people would be like, I just looked at your resume, and it's so, you know, it's so crazy um, that you've done all this stuff, and, you know, your career, you've worked on everything, blah, 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 and I'm like, yeah, well, you know, I've been really lucky, and then people are like, don't say that, it, it takes skill, and I'm like, yeah, but... I know that it takes skill, and I do know that I'm good. I'm not going to sit here and be like, "No, I suck. No, I suck." Like that's just ugh, no. But um, there are so many people that I know that are so talented and have been on the grind for years, um, and who are just as talented as I am, if not more, who have not had the opportunities that I have, and I'm just really cognizant of that. Also, you're you're I am such a small part of such a huge process. Um, There's so many people making me look good. Yes. Uh, you know, when these things come out. And so I just think it's important to always be cognizant of that and never walk into a room. It's funny. Recently, I walked in for a pretty big callback and the narrative director of this game that I was called back for was like, I loved your work in Spider-Man. Aww. And I was like, Shot. I just, It just was so funny because I walk. I hope I maintain this for the rest of my life. I truly like my one wish in this world is to never walk into a room assuming that people know me or that my work precedes me. It's always a shock to me when somebody knows me from something, um, yeah. And that's starting to happen um, a little bit more often now, and I think that's really lovely. But I think um, on my insides, I just always want to—I always want to walk in the room going, "They don't know me from Adam. I am going to prove myself. I'm going to do my best. Um, you know, like it's showtime, motherfuckers. Like that's how I want to walk into every room."
0: Yeah, and I think maybe that's another, just one of the things that honestly personally appeals uh appeals is appealing to you just as a friend is cuz i don't know like when you have friends that aren't actors i think sometimes like they can just be kind of sick of that like because friends can def- friends and family can definitely be happy for you but it's just at one point like can you at least sound humble about the success like
1: yeah. And grateful and, for it. And I'm it. sure sometimes I don't. Like, sometimes I don't, too. Like, that's the thing. Like, re- if we're talking real talk, like, <laughs> I know that sometimes I probably come off as a little a little bit pompous. I'm sure that I do. Um, it's all
0: unintentional because but, also part of the biz is to be able to talk yourself up. You're your own calling card. Um, it's a,
1: yeah, it's a tough, it's a tough, it's, a, delicate uh, it's a tough line to tread, I think. It really is. And um, I've always, you know, my focus has always been on the work and, <laughs> um. I always, I'm always like, let my, I want my work to just speak for itself. I don't want to feel like I have to be like, I'm amazing, I'm great, blah blah blah. But if you ask me, like, do you think you're good at acting? I would be like, yes. I mean, yes. I, yeah, I, that's not the time to be, be like, ah, shucks.
0: I'm not like other girls. No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just, I'm just quirky.
1: I'm not like the other girls. Ah, like,
0: ugh. I wear glasses sometimes. I push them up. It's weird. Mm-hmm. Ponytails. I don't know
1: exactly. But, uh, well, because <laughs> like,
0: um, yeah. When we met. It was, uh, like, you just walked up with, like, uh, Sabbat and a couple of other people, and we all just went in and saw Last Jedi. It wasn't like a, by the way, I'm Erica, but I'm sure you already knew that.
1: <laughs> I actually have had, I have had people think that, like, upon just meeting me in a big group or something, they mm-hmm. think I'm going to be a certain way. And I, actually, that's been happening since— since I was younger. I think I think I just have really har- harsh features. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the big big blonde hair. Like, I don't know. But people have straight up said to me multiple times, like, when I first met you, ooh, I thought you were going to be just not a fun person to be around. I and get then they, that then all they, the time. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like we level in that way. Um, and then they're like, and then I got to know you and you're very nice and, you know, whatever. Um, but I know I can be very loud sometimes. It's something I need to work on. Actually, I was reading I was reading this. Um, it was just like a tweet, but um, it was a. I think it's the ADHD alien or something. It's some artist who who writes about her experience, um, her experiences with ADHD. And I was like, oh, I have eight out of these or eight out of these ten things on this list. Um, and one one of them, or it was, like, it was like how ADHD can affect your relationships and stuff. And I was talking about anxiety and also not not being a good listener and um, interrupting people and all that. And I know those are things that I've had to work on. Um, over the years. And I know I'm getting better at them, but I just was kind of like, ugh, ugh I'll always be dealing with this, like, you know, this difficulty that I have sometimes in um, being a good listener. And all that.
0: I mean, just being aware of it is something. I mean, because uh, yeah, that's something Felicia and I were talking about in her episode. Is uh, you know, kind of looking back at your your younger self from just five to ten years ago and being like, oh my god. But Felicia also quickly pointed out, she's like, yes, but ten years from now, think about who you are right now. Don't you hate that person? I'm like, probably. You know, it's just yeah, yeah, it's constantly jumping from one lily pad to the next and going like. Uh, now I know not to do this. Now I know not to do that. And uh, by the way, yeah. you were too harsh on this person,
1: uh, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, my God. I judged so many people. Like, wait. oh, my God. that Wait, that's... Yeah. I go there to pick up liquor. That is so funny. I never I, I never noticed that. I haven't watched this movie in so long. Really? I, I drive by there all the time. Yes.
0: Oh, no. That was some, like, I think when... Yeah, last time I saw you in person was uh, when we were in LA, and I pointed that out. Stephen's like, "What the fuck does that mean?" I'm like, "Nothing, nothing at all. Like, <laughs> just <And> nothing <laughs> at all." I love
1: that. Oh my god, that's literally like right down my, like, like right down the street for me. That is so funny. Sorry, I totally. Um, oh my god, I love it. She's like, <laughs> oh, oh, f- oh god. I'm sorry. What were we talking about? Oh. ADHD? Just or hate, hating who we are, hating <laughs> ourselves. Ah,
0: yes, yes. Hating ourselves and, uh, yes, also seeing things that are shiny. Oh, that's nice. Gross, um, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Seeing things that are shiny.
0: One thing, okay, because I actually did the uh, the vocal warm-up. I'm like, today my guest is uh, Erica Lindbeck, who is definitely mm-hmm. not on J.K. Rowling's cool list.
1: Oh my god! I did. What? I made the okay. for national
0: news. For I calling yes, her. A I'm head very of curious why they picked you out of everybody. But I'm entertained. I, legit, I honestly do.
1: Yeah, I am. I am confused as well. I truly am. It might be because you know. I don't know. All right, I so mean, the insults is I, pretty I benign. The
0: J.K. The J.K. Rowling thing, because I mean, she's said a lot of disappointing stuff over the years, which makes it hard yeah. to yes, and like uh, no, that doesn't destroy my love of Harry Potter. She was trying
1: to. I know. She was trying to call out um a a, a publication for just using inclusive language, which mm-hmm. is so dumb. Just keep it to yourself, man. Like it doesn't make any sense. like no. why would you call try to call out an article for just using inclusive language when it comes to people who menstruate? It's just such a it's just such an easy thing to just go, "Oh, that's nice, inclusive language, wow, lovely right. um, and she didn't. so I called her a wilted wilting head of lettuce. I said <laughs> there are trans trans um, men and um, non-binary people who menstruate you absolute wilting head of lettuce that was what I responded and then it made it to the Singapore national news for some reason and I love how it just said said user Erica Lindbeck like had nothing to do they just I was just a random person which I am in in the scope of the world I am indeed a random person but um, I had this conversation with someone else someone one of my guy friends and he was like yeah you really went hard and I was like do you have any trans friends? Like, do you have trans friends? And he paused and he was like, no. And I was like, well, there you go. Don't tell me I was going too hard. Okay? Like, right. Like, if we don't stand up for our friends, then what are we even doing on this earth?
0: Just our human being, Because uh, it's that, like, so- like uh, well, if I had friends, I'm like, okay, but... Let's just assume you did like always act like you did because it's the, that whole argument. I made t- a joke to Raleigh when he was uh, he was trying to rewrite a line for a female character. He's like, I don't know how this chick talks. I'm like, well, Raleigh, as the father of a daughter, you should know all the mm-hmm. issues about a woman uh, because that's been the that big thing. You know, like, yeah, you know, I didn't think about this until I became a parent. Uh, but this I'm like, now you care about women's rights. Um.
1: Yeah, because ugh, it, that, and that and that sucks. But it's just an empathy <laughs> thing. It's like a, it doesn't matter until it directly affects you, right? You know, you 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 know, you you read all these articles about like KKK members being like, "Well, I was in the KKK or ex KKK members rather, being like, I was in the KKK, but then I met a black dude and he's pretty cool, so I'm done." <laughs> like that literally is like how that happens.
0: It's a reverse American history x. There you go. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, there was um, – I used to work at this club uh, called Red Blood Club in Deep Ellum. Oh, I uh, love it. I was uh, very much into my gutter punk phase. I had the jet black hair. My se- uh, I stopped wearing my septum ring out for a long time, but at this point it was always out, and I always had, like, my cat eye makeup on. I was very much like a – Nice. Can you guess that I'm super, super approachable? Because I bet you can't. Ah! But um, I was – bartending outside and the table that they gave me for all the beers and everything had a swastika actually like like ingrained in the table so I was like trying to cover it like Jesus Christ and finally like the skinhead dude like walks up and he's like hey can I help you like turn this table around and I went what and he went it's just such bullshit like oh my god I don't know who did this but like can I help you out and he like helped me like turn the table around so that wouldn't show and I kind of went uh, not that – he's like, I'm actually – like, I I respect the skinhead lifestyle, but I'm civil. I'm like, what does that mean? What does and that mean? I, oh I'm God. so confused by it, but it, I didn't realize then, like, it was a very heavily, like, skinhead, like, population there until – I was bartending inside another night and this dude with like the the hammers the like very much like hey I'm in the KKK ask how. Um he went where are you from? Nice. <laughs> and I went I I'm I'm sorry and he went I'm just curious about like your lineage and I'm like uh I'm uh uh and then my manager happened to walk by I'm like oh hey look it's Justin Justin will take care of you. And it was this like a uh, holy shit I like he can smell the Mexican on me, um, and uh, I quit like later that night because that dude actually attacked a chick in the parking lot that was performing Ooh. earlier that day, and she had gotten flowers, and she busted a glass vase over his head. Um, and I'm like, nice, nice. good for her. Oh my god, yeah, uh, she's so fucking <gasps> badass. Uh, but I was the so the boy kinda- is
1: here, Terry. The boy is here. <laughs>
0: I believe the oh, I believe my what you're looking God. for. Hold on, we have to dub it.
1: I don't <laughs>
0: Oh my God. Yes. I was my mother
1: was so confused. He does not look like a high schooler. No, oh my God. not at all.
0: He looks like he's very much in his late twenties.
1: This is the this is the problem with these movies because it made you think that like you were this is what you were gonna look like in high school at, when the, you realize that they're casting like 25, 30 year olds. To I was play very upset
0: when teenagers. I realized Zach Morris was twenty six when he was supposed to be fifteen. I was very very upset. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah,
1: it gives, you, it gives you like it gives you an altered perception of what it what things should be. Gossip Girl ruined my life.
0: Oh I know, but when in reality, like there are some guys in high school that are your age and they're already going bald, and then there are some that still look like they're 12. Uh, It is weird. People thought uh, I was a teacher most of the time because of my height and the fact that like my freshman year, I was like, man, I'm never going to get boobs. And then over the summer, I was like, I I got boobs. Dude, Terry,
1: I I was such a late bloomer and (laughs) I didn't get like, I think I was, this is TMI, whatever. I was a C cup like until my like until I was twenty-four. And now I'm a triple D. What the hell? Like what I'm sorry. happened?
0: Oh my I'm god. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You and I are not the same size at all, but I am also a triple D. I love you. I love you. Good. You can't have my bras, Dude. but I love you.
1: <laughs> no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is hilarious. Because it's this like a like I went in at one point and um. Like I'm a full figure. Like I, I like to refer to myself as a thickums, and uh, like the oh, chick- I
1: love that. I'm gonna call you thickums now. Do I it. love that. Do my it, my little
0: thickums. You know what? I'm blushing. Uh, but uh, no, this chick that I always go to um, at like a Dillard's, she is. She's like, oh, no, uh, my mother was a seamstress, like, and she's very old school in her measurements. She's like, OK, so if you went to Victoria's Secret, this is what they tell you that you are. And they wouldn't be able to sell you a bra because they don't know how to uh, really work with uh thicker women. Um, I'm mm-hmm. going to do this, this. If you're going to go for this style, you can actually pull off these this size, this size, this size, this size, and this size. I'm like, oh my mm-hmm. God. So I actually go out of I don't go to the mall anymore, but I always go to her specifically. And if she dies, I'm screwed. Yeah.
1: But yeah, you just I was don't... wearing I was wearing a D cup I was wearing a D cup, thinking that was like huge. And then but and I didn't know why like my boobs were falling out of my bras. And then I went in and got measured and she was like, No, you're a triple D <laughs>
0: <gasps> right. Uh, like These sizes make no sense. They make no sense. But that's they really the first don't. place that I gain weight is I'm like, uh, well, no, like my pants, uh, like I've been this size for like ever, except for uh, in my early 20s when I was very, very unhealthy and smoking. And I'm like, I'm a size six. Mm. They're like, yes, you look like you're dying. I'm like, I know. It's great. Right. Mm, but, that's what's um, so crazy. They
1: really inundate us with like a si- They're like a six or an eight is big. Like I've lost some weight in the last few months, and I think I'm an eight now, mm-hmm. and I look pretty lean, you know. And and we for some reason we're inundated with this like lady propaganda that's like if you're not a four, anything above a four is big. I'm like uh, if I was a four, I would be emaciated,
0: right? Like like, but you have this yeah. idea that like a four is huge or. uh yeah, what is it? My my friend, uh, Carly Mosier, she's like a, a double zero. And I'm like, fuck you. Mm-hmm. She's like, well, no, it works for my frame. Uh, but um, mm-hmm. like, we, I don't want to take, anytime we go to a con together, I'm like, I don't want to take photos next to you. Uh, she's like, Shut well, the up. The thing is,
1: too, yeah, the <sighs> other the other thing that, that nobody tells you, um, I'm about to burp. Hold on. <sighs> okay. Sexy. Oh, it's so hot. I love it. Burp, burp ASMR. Mm. Um. Uh, The other thing is that nobody tells us is that you literally go through like a second puberty in your Mm -hmm. early mid 20s. Like my bones just got wider. Like, my bones got wider, and I thought – I was like, oh, my God, I'm gaining weight. I can't believe it. Nothing fits. And I'm like, no, Erica, those things will never fit. Your bones are just wider now. Yeah. Like, nobody tells us about that, and that sucks, and it makes you think – and every woman I've talked to is overwhelmingly like, yes, oh, my God, yes, that's a thing, where, where your boobs get a little bigger and you just get a little bit wider. And it's not necessarily a bad thing. Like, I love – I like my body now better than – Better than the way it was, you know, when I was 22, 23. But it's it's just it's 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 really it's really fucky the stuff we go through, and, and men is. as well. I mean, honestly, body standards for men are, you know, nuts too. It's just it's just nuts all around. We need to be more accepting of ourselves. It, it really we do, sucks. and I
0: think there's this idea, like for me, um, I was always. Looking back, and it's that thing, like, after a couple of years when I look at photos that I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so huge. And I'm like, I looked great. Oh, my God.
1: Yeah, and, me too. Uh, oh, my God. Don't even get me oh, started. Oh, my God. I'm so, I still am dysmorphic. But I... Oof. Oh, yeah.
0: No, that's something I've been dealing with forever. And I did get teased mm-hmm. a lot. And I had signs put on my back, like, the whole thing. And then just at one point yeah, in high school, I lost 60 pounds over the summer from sophomore, Whoa, to, okay. sophomore to junior year. Yeah. And that was just because I was calorie counting. Um, I – which is, like, so unhealthy on its own. Um, Mm. And I would get up and do a one-hour workout. And then right before sleep, I would do a one-hour workout. Um, And so, yeah, I lost – a lot. Yeah, it was. Um, uh, So I lost, like, 60 pounds over the summer and came back. And it was that whole – you don't realize it now, but it's, oh, my God, you lost so much weight. I'm like, people like me now. They're like, we liked you before. Uh mm-hmm. so but yeah. people constantly being like you look great and I'm like I'm interpreting that as I look like garbage before. Ha. That's
1: you know what's funny like that has happened to me a little bit recently. Mm-hmm. Um and uh it's it's been it's weird. It's 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 odd cuz I cuz it is such a personal thing mm-hmm. weirdly and I have not done anything unhealthy. I um I just essentially like I just was just eating out a lot and not paying any attention to how much food I was eating. And now I'm just eating like a normal amount of calories um, and making my own food. And, you know, when you make your own food, you can make more of it. You you can eat more of it because you're like salting it yourself and, you know, all that. And uh, just not as much like oils and fats and things. But like I'm eating a ton of food. The way really a little
0: tangent, the way that someone described it that I thought was perfect is when you go out to eat, the person making your food doesn't give a fuck about you. So healthy food—they're just making it yummy. Yeah, healthy food is made by people that love you.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And so you know, just making my own food during the during oh no, no worries. Um, just making my own food during the pandemic. I'm like, what do I like? Mm, Breakfast sandwiches. So I make Mm -hmm. myself like two big ass breakfast bagels a day, uh, Mm. and like have a glass of wine at night, and it's great, and um, and it's awesome. You know, so
0: that's thinking about. It's funny because a
1: couple people. Huh, sorry.
0: Oh, not thinking about food as like a. Oh my God! I just I have to make sure to eat the right food. I'm like just make right choices, but I think you should still enjoy your food. Oh yeah. my God! Yeah. I,
1: which is why I was like, what do I love more than life itself? Breakfast bagels. So I'm just gonna do that. Like you know
0: what? I've never had a you breakfast. Know, I love bagel. eggs
1: and avocado. Oh my god! I'll make you one. I'll, I'll make you one and <laughs> ship it to you. They're just so good, and also it's it's good because I don't like cooking. I know how to scramble eggs. That's basically it. So I just have like a ton of avocados, a ton of Dave's Killer Bread bagels. Oh, uh, Dave's Killer like spinach, Bread is so good. Cheese, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And and I can just make myself a fat sandwich a couple times a day. And I really, really <laughs> like it. And you drink some wine because wine is my lifeblood. I was hitting the sauce pretty hard at the beginning of this pandemic. I've gotten better. Wine's starting to taste like sour to me, which I think is a sign that maybe I should stop
0: for maybe a little you're, bit. Maybe you're fermenting yourself.
1: Yeah, I'm turning into wine. Oh, my God, that'd be so cool. <laughs> I had something else to say, but I can't remember what it was. Oh, man, whatever.
0: Uh, no, I I had actually <sighs> quit. Drinking uh, in November of 2018, I had um, oh. a a major concussion, and uh, and I just didn't think anything of it till I went to the doctor. They're like, "Are you drinking?" I'm like, "Yeah, why?" They're like, "Yeah, stop doing that." And so for like a full year, I I'd stopped drinking, and I'm like, I I think it got to the point where it was never a problem, but it's just like a if everyone's having a drink, it's rude of me not to have a drink. Um, yeah,
1: it's also social lubricant. Like I. <laughs> Uh, People who really know me know how awkward I am, but people who don't know me very well, I'm very good at putting on a facade of, like, I know what's up. I'm great. But I, you know, I'll be in these social situations, um, especially at, like, conventions and things, and I'll immediately go for the bar. And usually, as you know, like, the bar is free for us because we're at, you know, ABC, whatever. Yeah. Um, And so I'll immediately go and be like, ah, yes, I need alcohol because it makes me feel less anxious, um, which is not good. I have a weird relationship with conventions, although I'm kind of at a point where I – everyone's, like, going out and, you know, drinking, and I'm just like, I want to go to bed. I want to read my Kindle and go to sleep.
0: I think it was the last time I was at a big one where they're, like – it was some friends or, like, friends that I only see at conventions. They're, like, oh, don't be – like, don't be lame. Like, come out with us. And I'm, like, I am married. I'm tired. So, like, yeah. here's the thing. Um, for me, I like to hang out at bars and stuff when I'm like trying to hook up. I can see all of you fuckers sober tomorrow. And I'm also tired of mm-hmm. seeing you guys right now. So, that's the,
1: yeah, that's the other thing.
0: There's no bonus and like, a, oh, you're a wet blanket. I'm like, I guess so. But I mean, also, I mom pretty hard. One of you's going to drink too much and I'm going to have to mom the fuck out of them. I'm just not down for it.
1: Yeah. Well that's the thing also I th- I think as you get older just you realize that your next day is not gonna be fun. It's not gonna be a fun time if you drink too much.
0: No, and I don't wanna look like all like poofy and like bloated as like someone's yeah. like, Hey, I've been waiting to meet you I'm like, Hey, can you take yeah, you're at a ten. Exactly. I really use you at a two. Like <laughs>
1: That's that's what it is too. Is like I've seen some taped panels of myself from a few years ago because I think I started doing cons when I was like twenty three, wow. and I look like a- like ass. I'm just clearly so hungover, like, <laughs> and I'm just not doing that anymore. I'd rather just look. I'd rather look like a little like a little snacky and like hydrated,
0: hydrated and nice and just chill. Or um, I even yeah. uh, but. Yeah, at conventions, it's just it's such a different world. Uh, I can't even imagine. Like, it I know is. a lot of people that like right now they're like, conventions. When are they going to come back? I'm like, do you think I want to go to a convention? Like
1: in the see, that's mm, oh my gosh. yeah, I agree. I've I have had a few convention agents reach out to me and be like, we want you to do 85 online signings, and I'm like, no. I'm yeah. good. Thank you, though. Yeah, I've got a couple, yeah, I, but I, I
0: really, th- those sound so overwhelming. Those don't sound fun. Do I thought too, that was the yeah, point. <laughs> no.
1: The thing is, too, like I recognize that I'm I'm very privileged in that I am wor- I work enough in voiceover that I don't need to do conventions. So I keep I keep them pretty limited to where, you know do I want to go to this place? Like, do I have friends that are going? Like. um I just want it to be worth my while if I'm gonna, you know, take a whole weekend. I do think it's really important to interface with fans because they're the ones that help us, you know, get where we are. And I, I do love that. I just have to look out for my own, my own mental health. Um, and yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't feel like doing any online conventions. Um, no, so, yeah. they don't.
0: I don't know. There's something about seeing some like, uh, I was in Colorado last year. And it's someone that used to listen to my old podcast with Tatum, um, and she was in cosplay, so she didn't get why I didn't recognize her, but meeting her, like, offline, she's like, I'm Erin. I'm like, oh my god, you're Erin. Aaron. Hi, Aaron. Uh Like, and just kind of losing it, like, that was so exciting to me, but there's something about, like, a, yeah, you're gonna meet all these people online. I'm like, I'm so detached as it is. I just, I don't see the benefit, mm-hmm. and I really love it when people can appreciate the work that we do. You're breaking
1: up a little bit, babe. Oh no! Is this on my end?
0: Is it just on her? Yeah, end? it's just on your end. I'm hardwired. Um, well, we'll see. But Steven says we're good. Oh, on I can't. Season. I can
1: like barely hear you. Can you hear me?
0: Yeah, I can hear you.
1: <gasps> I can. You're just <gasps> like
0: <laughs> What's okay. Going on? Can you hear me I'm now?
1: Scared, Stephen. Fix it, Steven.
0: Oh, she just—he just changed the buffer setting.
1: What's happening? I can't hear anybody now. Oh, type. Nobody's here. Uh, Hello. Hold on. Hold on, Derek? hold on. Can you hear me? Oh, no, can you hear me? what can you... happened? What happened? Yeah, All I'm right, here. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I can hear you. It...
0: Okay, so we're back. Cool. Um, believe... Okay, so rather than try to hide the fact that <laughs> we just cut out. uh, Yeah, we cut out. It's the first time it's ever happened on a remote show, but it's our third one. It was bound to happen in one of them, and, of course, it happened on Erica's show. Of course, because I'm cursed. I'm a haunted lady. We talked about that, like, where we start questioning our existence. Like, are either of us alive? Maybe we've been mm-hmm. dead this whole time. I mean, for a dead chick, Honestly, you're getting to Honestly, it wouldn't surprise me.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. Like, I have had, uh, like, real talk also. And believe me, I know I speak, again, from a place of a lot of privilege that I am still able to work right now. But, um doing doing these sessions from my house um i was i was really hard on myself um because i i was refusing to acknowledge the sort of general malaise that has befallen everybody in the country or anybody who's paying attention to what's going on and i was just starting my day with just nothing in the tank and then having to come in and record for these really high energy projects and i was wondering like beating myself up wondering why i wasn't really excited um and everything kind of felt superfluous um like like well, how am i still doing my job yeah. when all of these things are happening um uh and and my one of my directors Keith Keith Aram uh, he was talking about he couldn't remember the name for it. But, um, you know, when, when the pandemic first happened, we all uh, either had a fight or flight response. I would think mine was more—it was either, like, get really scared or be like, yeah, we're going to we're gonna get through this. It's going to be mm-hmm. fine. I think mine was fight. I was like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to take this time. I'm going to read. Um, I'm going to just chill. It'll, it'll be nice. I've always said I want more time off. Uh, but, but unfortunately, one can only sustain fight or flight for so long. Mm-hmm. A gazelle being chased by a lion is going to reach a point where he just goes, I'm just done. I'm done. And you just give up. And I think we've all – we're all just really tired. Um, and I reached that point And having to be emotionally open and available when I feel like I've got nothing left is just really
0: hard right now for me. And I think it's important to admit that rather than continue, just kind of, like, ignore it and keep pushing, keep pushing. I, it's – I've had a similar experience myself where I'm in the middle of writing my second science fiction novel and, uh, you know, I keep – like anytime I get booked for voiceover work or for pay, like immediate paid writing work, I'm like, uh, am I supposed – you know, I feel bad because I'm like, oh, my art. But am I really supposed to like say no to immediate payoff work to be like, yes, but my yeah. science fiction novel is done. Um, but with ah! stuff kind of slowing down for a little bit there, I'm like, oh, great. I'll have time. And so when I started booking again, I'm like, yes, but
1: I – that's how I felt. Things were really slow um for like uh, 3 about 3 weeks mm-hmm. because things were pushing. I had a few major projects go. We're just going to wait this out. We don't want to we don't want to record from home. We're just going to – cuz again, it depends on what the budget is, right? Oh, yeah. If you have a mobile game that needs to get done this week versus if you're on a AAA game or a union animated series, it's like we we, we, we can do this in 3 months it won't matter. Right. We'll just scratch it and you can fill it in later. So um I had a few that pushed, but after three weeks, because I think some places were holding out hope that we would still, we would be be back, you know, in in three weeks. And then some of them just went, oh, no, we have to do this now. So everything just kind of, everything just reached this crescendo where it was like, it was like normal. I'd be like, oh, my God, I have eight things this week. And it's just weird because my home has always been a space of rest for Mm -hmm. me besides, you know, doing auditions. And now it's like my office and my sleep space and my chill space and my kitchen. You know, just it's everything. Are you at separating once and that's stuff been out? Really kind of hard for me. Well, <clears throat> oh man, I just choked on my <laughs> my spit. <clears throat> um, I have uh, my booth that I'm in right now is in my in my closet. Mm-hmm. I have a pretty big walk-in in the master bedroom, and so that is nice because I don't have to look at it if I don't want yeah. to. You know. Uh, So that's always been delineated for me. But now it's like instead of, you know, auditioning is very different from, you know, doing the actual job. And that's been. And also as someone like I'm very empathetic and um, I get a lot of information from being in people's physical space. And that has never been more clear to me than, than it is now. Because because I haven't been in any you know in anybody's physical space, um, and like reading their faces, yeah, reading and like really seeing how that the, way. The
0: session is going, or like doing like a hey, sarcastic yeah. comment, like like you don't know that yeah. I'm being sarcastic yes. unless I really emphasize it in my voice. I exactly oh, exactly I miss the, yeah it's, the it's the real it's, collaboration yeah I miss it
1: yeah totally and I and again like I do feel really lucky because a couple years ago. I, I wouldn't, ha- you know, and having to ride the gain yourself and essentially engineer your own session, it's hard. You're, you've got a lot. There's, it's like, it used to be like A to B to do my job and now it's like A to F. There are just so many more steps and, and it's stressful. Um, and, you know, you just want to act and you kind of can't right now. You have to act and engineer um, and also not get any information from being near anybody. So it's um, it's tough. Yeah.
0: And yes, I think a lot of us Are uh, are realizing just how lucky we are because of um, just being like, oh God, thank God I have a booth. Like uh, I think uh, a couple weeks in, my agent was like, "Hey, I need people's studio specs." Like you have never asked Mm -hmm. for that. Oh my God. Um, Yeah. uh, Oh God. The amount of
1: the amount of test sessions (laughs) I have done. Oh my gosh, it's just absolutely insane.
0: Or, um, yes, I miss the physical the f- physical interaction, but also, like, um, I had posted something. You know, Twitter's uh, a fun hellscape. Most of the time it's good. It's, it is an odious hellscape, 100%. <laughs> but I had posted something about, I'm like, okay, so before you guys talk about, uh, like, why don't you just record from home? Oh, like, we're forgetting yeah. the importance th- of the engineer. <laughs> like... Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. We can definitely work our way through sessions, but it's still like nothing compared to like just being like, "Oh, you're a professional. Just please save me from myself."
1: Uh, yeah. I had um. There is a studio. There are a couple studios in LA that have opened back up. Um, and because they they follow the guidelines mm-hmm. and like they can record socially socially distantly and um. I went in, and I was like—I saw my engineer, Jesus, and I was just like, I am so (laughs) happy to see you. Oh, my God. Like, just having—not having to worry about noise or a truck or, like, everyone and their mother has decided to mow their lawn three times a day for some reason. Um, Oh, God, this scene. This scene's, like, so freaky, and I hate it.
0: It doesn't really seem like it's in the—like, it should be in this movie. Like, uh, wait. It shouldn't. Okay. But sure.
1: My mans. My mans. I actually think it, this is a really cool portrayal of a gay character, though. Like, I like—I love this. This is nice.
0: Yeah, it breaks the—oh, oh God, I was watching this— The stereotype. not—not not fun movie, but I have a thing—like, I have a soft spot for a rom-com, and what was it? It was that Rebel Wilson mm-hmm. movie, like, where she gets a concussion, and, like, she's trapped, and, like—
1: <laughs> Yes, I saw that movie. I forget what it's called.
0: Uh, like— isn't it romantic or something like that? But uh, uh, yeah, yes. like her mm-hmm. neighbor, bef- like like goes from just a guy to this very effeminate gay man, and I'm like,
1: yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that's like one of the best parts of that movie. I
0: honestly, truly, barely remember any of that movie, but him, he was great. But yeah, and then you start thinking about stuff, and like wow, a lot of stuff doesn't hold up when you really think about it, and they're like, you know, I don't know. Like I definitely know a lot of effeminate. Uh, friend, like, friends that are just like, a, yeah, I'm gay, but they feel like they, like, because of that stereotype, they're like, I feel like I have to, like, butch it up just so it's not like a, oh, well, look at you. Like, I don't want <laughs> to, I forget what friend it was. I think it was my friend, he's like, I don't want to help you with a fucking makeover. I don't want to teach you dance <gasps> moves. I just want to drink, God damn it. <laughs> I'm
1: like, <laughs> oh, my God, I love that. Yeah, no, honestly, like, you just just I, I will just take anyone who they are uh, as they are anyone I'll take anyone who they are oh my god kill who me. them be uh, yes. yeah i I love all of the gays and all I love all of them in any form
0: I do as well I think um mm-hmm. I think that that's something about also being an actor like we we often just get to interact with everybody and we forget that and like, oh, this isn't everybody's norm that they get to interact with everybody and I actually think we're all incredibly welcoming for the most part. Um but mm-hmm. but then uh you go out, you're like, oh, that's right. The world's horrible. We still have a lot of work to uh, do. Yes, guys.
1: indeed. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, I know, right? It's so funny, like because I as I said, I grew up in uh pretty rural North Carolina and the amount of people who grew up in big cities and are like, racism's no longer a thing. Like homophobia is no longer like bigotry is no longer a thing. I'm like, you just don't know what's going on in the rest of the nation, do you? No. Not at all. Like you just have no idea. I'm like, I'm like, you grew up in San Fran. Like of course you don't think, you know, homophobia is a thing.
0: Oh, yeah, because like for us, like, no, it isn't. Um, but um yeah. What was it? I was re watching I used to be a big buffy angel person. Oh. Uh uh, I was too. re-watching Dude. Angel, and there's that whole uh, couple of episodes where they're like in um, Lauren's home dimension. I forget what it. I, I forget what it's called, but you know, like they dethrone mm. the kingdom, and uh, they're like, "Well, what are we gonna do without a king?" And Angel goes, "Gun, you want to take this? Cause guns, their one black friend, and guns like it's gonna be hectic no. for a while." Da 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 da. But rewatching it, I'm like, this doesn't. Do what I think you think it's doing. It's basically like having Gun be like, "Don't worry, it like uh, it'll be over in just sixty years or something." But it's a um, oh my god, guys, uh, <laughs> don't, oh no, it's
1: so funny to look back at things. I don't know. Okay, wait, Terry, have you seen the Fast and the Furious?
0: Yes. Yes, I
1: have. Okay, that is the most problematic movie. I cannot believe it got made. I watched it recently. Oh, my gosh, it does not stand up to time. I would much rather watch uh, Point
0: Break, which is also Fast and the Furious. Yes.
1: I have never seen Point Break, but I need to
0: um, It's basically Fast and the Furious is basically Point Break, but cars instead of surfers.
1: Oh, oh God, I keep I keep hitting my pop filter with my headphones, and it's lovely, gosh. But, yeah,
0: you, okay, so. I need to see, yeah. It's been a oof. minute since I've seen it. Uh, I have no inclination to rewatch it, but what's problematic that you're.
1: Oh, the way that they treat the characters of color, oh, yeah. A. B, the fact that the women are just so clearly props. Like, they are just one-dimensional props. You
0: think Michelle Rodriguez um, isn't, the- but she super is, Yes. Super
1: duper! Oh yeah, one hundred. I mean, they've they've uh they I'm not I don't want to say they've retconned everything, but yeah, it's better Mm -hmm. now. Now it's fine. The fast and no, the I'm I'm referencing the specific original. Oh yeah, no,
0: I um the one that came out like two thousand one. Yeah,
1: yeah. I I honestly, when I was watching it, I was like, I cannot believe this got made. The script is (laughs) terrible. The acting is absolutely awful. I've like I've never seen a more egregious example of the patriarchy because I'm like, that's how this movie got made. Yeah, no. Like, I just can't believe—I just can't believe it. No woman would have ever gotten away with making something that irrevocably, consummately shitty.
0: <laughs> That's the thing about certain—I uh, don't know, like, if you have to watch it, if you watch it in the time capsule that is your memory, and you're like, oh, my God, I love that movie, and then you rewatch it, and you're like, there's a lot of shit wrong with this. How did, did yeah, I not see this? and,
1: and it's crazy because— yeah, you just didn't no. see it. I mean, I, to be fair, like I'd never seen the Fast and the Furious, mm-hmm. so I I was watching it through the lens of right now, uh, and I just, I just couldn't believe that nobody so, that sparked an entire franchise <laughs> that is still going. Terry, <laughs> we still have. They're still fast and they're still furious, they're a, they're and they're a even more ride. fast and more furious than they were. <laughs> They're, yeah, exactly. They're freaking universal ride. like, And I just was like, wow, let me see the thing that sparked all of this. That's the patient zero of this franchise. And it was so bad. The idea that anyone watched that and went, ah, yes,
0: we must make more of these. And you can't even. Makes me want to spit. You can't even blame it like a, oh, well, it was a different time. I'm like, no, because like there are movies also made at the same exact time that aren't like a, hey, trash fire. No, it. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, you can definitely tell when a dude bro was behind something or sometimes you can watch something and like, whoa, I don't mean to sound like like myopic or anything, but why like this director directed this or like actually they threw the editing and the script writing to these two people I'm like, oh, that was a good choice. Mm, mm-hmm. Like no? You can't just watch something anymore. It, ha- it has to be like a, why is no. this good? Or, I knew this was going to be bad. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Well,
1: see, you're talking to someone who loves watching crappy horror movies. It's just my favorite time. Um, I
0: love crappy I, horror movies. Uh, yeah, yeah, I used to be. Uh, if it's a horror movie that was especially 80s or 90s, early aughts, um, that's my... Mm, 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 mm. That's my jam.
1: Yeah, uh, that, that two of mine, The Covenant and uh, Cry Wolf. Those are two just like crappy early two thousands horror movies that I love. Oh,
0: I actually I remember The Covenant.
1: Uh, I don't think I've ever seen Cry Wolf. Yeah, it was just a bunch of pretty boys. That's it.
0: <laughs> I mean, there's nothing They're wrong. with They're male that witches.
1: Either. They're mitches. That's right. They're matches. The Covenant.
0: Because uh, what was it? I think I yeah, saw and that Sebastian
1: stands in it. That's the guy. And he's like, I'm gonna make you my weotch. Yes. Yeah, he said. He literally says in the movie, I'm
0: going to make you my
1: weotch. <laughs>
0: Sometimes uh isn't it the bad dialogue that just sticks with you?
1: I don't know. It does. And also just the fact that well listen, like in VO, we all know we have to deliver bad dialogue all the time and try to make it. It's all gold. It. So it's I have a gold. new appreciation for those people.
0: Yeah. yeah. I think uh or um Yeah. There's some the bad ones or uh like um I think it was Alexis, like I'm really into horror movies, but like I know you're into the older stuff. Uh like I've never seen Hellraiser. I'm like, I don't think anyone, I don't, I wouldn't recommend Hellraiser to anybody. Uh, I've seen it. I, I'm not super no. into it. And I know it's a classic and I feel really I bad. I watched for saying it, that, but, yeah. I think, uh, as a latchkey kid. And it was something that I discovered on my own. So I think nostalgia plays into it. Um, and they're like, oh, I'll yeah. read the book. I'm like, don't read the book. It's horrible. Uh, I mean, that's just yeah. my opinion. Nostalgia glasses
1: are. Nostalgia glasses are strong. It is, they really uh, are. But
0: then, yeah, or something, like, I love practical effects. or uh, Yeah, me too. I really do. Like, Heck sometimes yeah. it's a, I get why you're not using practical effects. It's cheaper. Like, I, yeah. I totally get it. And sometimes it's done well. But I, uh, like, Dawn of the Dead, the original, is one of my favorite movies of all time. And, mm. like, George, uh, again, you know, like, a, oh, well, you know, it just sucks. I'm like, Romero's always had a black lead. Always. Like, mm-hmm. or um, actually, and then I immediately think of Day of the Dead. I'm like, oh, never mind. Um, but, uh, yeah. yeah, you just, there's just something fun about them. And I was talking to my friend Tia, because Tia has a big thing with ventriloquist dummies. Tia Ballard? Yeah,
1: yeah I Is love she, her.
0: She's freaking awesome. She's so cool. But uh, for a while there, uh, it's like, oh, she's, like, really into dolls and, like, ventriloquist dummies. I'm like, I think that's adorable. Um Mm -hmm. For me, it's horror movies. So, like, we were doing the sleepover one night because we actually, the following day, no joke, we were on live television getting hypnotized. That was fun. Uh, But uh, she's like, so what, like, what's a big thing? Like, why horror movies? I'm like, I don't know. It's something, like, my dad got me into and I was alone a lot. And for some reason, rather than be scared, it made me kind of go, like, how did they do that? or
1: well i think it's about like naming the beast i used yeah. to be terrified
0: of horror movies
1: because i watched i watched uh, the ring way too early my friend made me watch mm-hmm. it and it literally haunted me for years Really? i mean i i had to I had to sleep with a fan like a fan blowing to make noise because i every noise that i heard i thought was the ring girl like crawling on my floor steven still hasn't next seen to it. My he bed. hasn't
0: seen that or the og ringo he hasn't seen it completely it's
1: it's something about the girls with the like crawling girls with mm-hmm. black long black hair that is what it is. I just, um, or the grudge. The grudge really messed me up too. So I think I think I have gone. Well, it's better for me to just watch because whatever I imagine is gonna is so much worse than than what's reality. So that's kind of what I've done.
0: I yeah. I I don't know. There's something a, about it. Uh, then also like when you meet other horror dorks it's like oh yeah no like I'm really into this like but um or like Italian horror Alexis has brutal taste in freaking horror movies
1: I can't remember I can't remember oh my god was it like through the eyes of my mother or like the eyes of my mother Alexis uh, stays with me when she comes uh, to town and she showed me one that absolutely messed me up and she just watched it like nothing it was so crazy, yeah. Or um, she, she, Alexis Tipton, contains multitudes. She really does. Yeah, I
0: think, um like her. We did. We saw like Cabin in the Woods together, and we both appreciated, like, because it was mm. like just like uh here is, I don't know, just it was very deconstructive horror, like in the like uh, oh that's yeah, really I like, I really like Cabin in the Woods. Um, but of course, her and I kept like talking throughout it and getting shushed by like Stephen, um, and. Mm. Uh, uh, like her, her taste is a lot more modern than mine. But I'm like, uh, oh no, this, and so we're able to like throw, you know, each other different examples of stuff. But like, a uh, or like Italian horror or Japanese horror is tends to be slower. Yeah, I
1: think it was Portuguese that film, <gasps> um, and it and I was I think we were silent the whole time because I was just so disturbed. <laughs> there was so much gore. This is what it is. I don't like bot like body gore. I don't like I body. Go- really go- I can't don't. do That's torture. The one porn. thing that I can't do torture porn is no. Towards, yeah, I can't either. Mm-mm. Like, hostile, I remember hostile really just messing I me up. I happened
0: to see that with my friend who was Danish, and she was the only reason. I'm like, what is going on? So she just started interpreting it for me. <laughs> and I'm like, I—but uh, she's also, like, cringing, you know, like, oh, God, the Achilles tendon. And she's like, so, da-da-da-da, he's saying this. Yeah. Ah. But— no, I, mm-hmm. I couldn't get in on that. Or what was it? The Cabin Fever or House of a Thousand Corpses. Yeah, I, just I can't, can't go. I'm not really down with Rob Oh Zombie.
1: my gosh. House of a Thousand Corpses, I watched when I was 15 and I was with high schoolers who were like older than me. That movie ruined me. It gave me just this horrific feeling in the pit of my stomach. I could not stand that movie. No. I could not stand that. Rob Zombie stuff. I mean, now, now I'm like in my car listening to Dracula. Like, <laughs> it's the best thing ever. But, um, but uh yeah, it's ooh, it scared me. I could watch it now. It just gave me like this feel this awful feeling in the pit of my stomach. I remember it like it was yesterday. <laughs> As she goes through her flashback.
0: Uh now I yeah, legit. I think mm. I actually saw that a little after a little after high school or maybe during I forget when it came out. I think it was toward the end of high school. And it's just this like mm, No, uh, but that's also like when people aren't into horror movies, they're like, oh, well, we rented this because we we thought you might like it. I'm like, no, that's like saying I'm into anime. So you just went to the anime section and covered your eyes and went this like, no. eh? Yeah,
1: that's true. I'm only into certain certain horror and thr- horror horror movies and thrillers, and I, I'm, I'm encompassing all of that by saying horror. By the way, like Cry Wolf is not a horror film; it's a it's a thriller. I mean, technically, for
0: sure. as far as uh, genre, uh, someone actually just recently pointed that out because I follow like bloody, disgusting, and Fangoria, and someone had mm-hmm. posted like, yeah. oh, like uh, The Craft came out, and da 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 da. I'm like, why are you guys posting about The Craft? The Craft is not a horror movie, and this chick uh, yeah. actually was like, well, and like. The Actual movie, no, but it's the only way that you can categorize it without thinking about it too much in the film, not getting lost in the shuffle. I'm like, whoa, yeah, yeah.
1: no, I agree. Yeah, it, it, it really is. We we use horror oh, uh, across all these technically separate genres.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and that's what, like, it's a well, everything is kind of a medium in that way, like, horror, uh, yeah. horror is a medium, and uh, like, anime. I always say anime is a medium, then, like, oh, well, yeah, but you know what I mean. I'm like, no, that I don't, I don't like anime doesn't say anything i i because in that same field oron is going to be right next to parasite like those those aren't the same which is they're so or helsing (laughs) like the idea of helsing versus basically
1: anything honestly like it's hard it's hard because people are like isn't that a cartoon for kids and i helsing is my favorite anime of all time uh helsing ultimate that's a good choice uh, and the helsing 13 episode anime (laughs) series but um but, yeah, like, it's 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 geared towards grown men. Mm-hmm. That's what that show is um, and the manga and everything. It's really gory. Um, it's hard to, like—I don't know. I'm so entrenched in the anime industry now. I don't really think about having to explain that to people who don't understand. I just feel bad for people who are scared to experience something new because of whatever their preconceived notions are or what they think people will think of them for yes. liking those things or watching and those things. And that's also an, a part sad. of—
0: Growing up, because I distinctly and I mm-hmm. I've mentioned this several times, uh, but like I, it's like the uh, thinking about it now as a 36 year old, where like if if someone was making a movie about my life and like going back, you would show this ironic moment where I'm in my friend my friend's den and she's like, okay, so. We just, uh, like, we just got home from high school. Like, I need to watch Sailor Moon, and I need to watch Dragon Ball. And me being like, well, what the fuck am I supposed to do mm-hmm. while you're watching these shows? It's like, you no. could watch them. And I'm like, I'm not into it. Yeah. And uh, And then now I am, like, the script supervisor on the English adaptations of all the Dragon Ball Oh, games. my God. <laughs> so it's like, Yeah, uh, I, I used fuck! to. Yeah. Hindsight.
1: My my cousins and my aunt and uncle used to watch Naruto together mm-hmm. and I thought it was super weird. I was like, what are you <laughs> guys doing? Why do you do that? Like they'd come for Christmas and they'd be like, oh yeah, Naruto's on Cartoon Network. And I remember just thinking it was so odd because I was, I think I was like 13 or 14 and I used to, funnily enough, I used to watch Sailor Moon. Mm-hmm uh on Toonami when I was like a kid um I but I I didn't clock that as anime for me that was just a cartoon it was mostly Sailor Moon and Yu-Gi-Oh and Pokemon those were my those were my ones but then I but then I I was like I'm a I'm not a baby I don't watch cartoons you know I got to that point and then I reached early teens and I will never forget one night I was um I think my I think my cousins were asleep and I went downstairs and my aunt Holly was watching Naruto and it was, uh, it was a scene during the Chunin exams where Ino and Sakura were fighting each other. And they both end up knocking each other out. And Asuma and Kakashi have to come down and pick them up and, like, literally carry them off the, off the, um, out of the mm-hmm. ring. And I remember just being rapt. I just—I <laughs> I actually let myself watch it. And it was so good. And that was the beginning of it. Also, my, uh, my consummate love of Kakashi. Um, that was it for me. I was like, oh my God, what is this? And then I and then I just fell into the rabbit hole and anime became the best thing ever and a huge escape for me.
0: So, yeah, okay. I, I fell into it, I think later. It was my friend Lindsay who was like, Well, you're into horror, like what if you were like I have this anime that I've been really meaning to rewatch and I think you would enjoy it. I'm like, you're wrong. <laughs> Uh, yeah. and it was Ghost in the Shell, and I'm like, Ah, fuck, she's right, damn it! Ugh. Oh no, uh, like, yeah. I hate when I hate when I have to admit I'm wrong because therefore, if I'm wrong about this, it means I'm probably wrong about other things. And growth is scary. Uh, growth is scary. <laughs> but and I and agree. now to be like, Oh, anime. A minute. Like, what was? Oh, I'm trying to think because I knew you. I, I'd heard the name. Erica Lindebeck for a while before. It's like... Oh, no. Uh, what was your first anime that you did?
1: Do you remember? It was... Oh. So my first voiceover job ever was a lead in an anime series. Really? Called Capellian. <laughs> yeah, it was with Viz Media, and it was the lead character. Her name was Ibara Naruse. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that was my first voiceover job, was a lead. I was definitely thrown into the into the fire. It was a recast situation. They had someone... And um who is a good friend of mine now. And uh yeah, I went in. I had been auditioning with you know, with Bang Zoom for a while and I hadn't booked anything mm-hmm. and i literally like I they just called me in and it, it happened to be a producer session and uh they ended up I, I dubbed a couple lines. I'd never dubbed anything. I literally had never done a voiceover job before. Yeah. Um and I dubbed a couple lines and they were like, Okay, well, uh, we're going to need you for a while for this because we're doing, you know, four volumes or however long it was. And uh, that was it. And it was a very painful process. Well, I mean, um, I think it's also so probably, bad for my director.
0: probably really cool, too, because I've said it numerous times. I think anime, like the ADR, the localization, I think that's like voiceover boot camp. Once you do that, everything else seems so easy compared to it. Like, oh, it yeah. <laughs> Holy crap.
1: Yes, I know it, it totally like cutting your teeth on anime, um and i was I was fresh out of college. I think I was literally like two months out of college when I booked that job. So it just was and then and then i I booked Capellian the day before I was going in for a hostessing job. but because I booked it and I knew how many hours they were gonna need, I did the math, and I was like, okay, well, I cannot get a job for like two more months or three more months or whatever. And then I just um, I just – I slowly started booking more and more stuff, and I was like, oh, okay, I guess, you know. And then I booked the voice of Barbie, which was just kind of a coup because they were overhauling the brand. And That's right. They and they needed so much content, so I, I was going in all the time for that and – yeah. Again, I got really, I got really, really lucky. I, and and I know that's not how it usually works. It's when people are like, well, how did you? And I'm like, well, my first role was a lead um, through whatever, however, whatever circumstances, you know, led to that. Mm-hmm. And that's usually not how it works. No, so. I mean, yeah. So. Like
0: there's luck and also just uh, like I feel like luck and just being at the right place at the right time. Like luck doesn't really seem like the right word. Um
1: yeah well it, it it's it's uh, it's being prepared to rise to the occasion wh- when that occasion arises. Yeah. Um and again I had just depl- I had just you know completed a four-year degree at one of the top acting programs in the country so not to say that I you know didn't know what I was doing right. I graduated from my program thinking I did thinking I was a terrible actress. Um thinking I was pretty bad. So
0: well I mean you're wrong. So there you go. <laughs> oh well, thank you i know that now
1: i do know that's the one thing i hold on to that's the one thing that helps me sleep at night is i'm like no one's allowed to tell me that i'm a bad actress now like that's just consummately not true i've used the word consummate so many times during this interview <laughs> i need to think of another word uh, categorically that's just categorically not true there are a lot of things that are true about me that are maybe not so great <laughs> but i'm definitely an okay actress i can say that with confidence consummately
0: um, But no, you just. I can say that with consummate confidence. (laughs) With a cacophony of content. I don't know. But uh, (laughs) yeah, like, I think um, whenever someone is starting out, and I'd say, like, yeah, sometimes I don't think of myself as someone that's been doing this (gasps)
1: for. Oh my God. Wait, Terry, they're Ah! kissing. They're kissing. Sorry. Oh my God. I love it. Oh. So fun. He's only aged like six months and. He really has. It's absolutely. Oh my god! I love her dress in the, in this scene, the wedding dress. That's wedding. I actually I remember watching behind the scenes of this because I, I said I used to watch this movie all the time. And um, that actress, she needed a leaning board. She couldn't sit
0: down in that dress. Oh no! Like that. I love Lucy. thing yeah. Where her and Ethel can't sit. Yeah, down. Yeah. I
1: literally. Um. Anyway, I totally interrupted you. Oh, what no. were you saying um, about? Um,
0: saying like you just you don't think about how far that you've grown until because now just voiceover alone I've been doing this for twelve years. And um, I enjoy whenever I do have the time to like really fully answer people's questions and kind of just shoot the shit about the business. But you don't think about it until it's like I don't know. I'm up for something, and like, yeah, we're thinking of you. I'm like, how did my name even come up? They're like, because it's a character that you've played before. I'm like, I yeah,
1: yeah. but why did you think of me? <laughs> Yeah, I'm like that too. I'm always like, "Wait, really? What you me me? And I'm like oh, okay, okay with the
0: false modesty. Like, it's not false. I don't even know if you would consider it it's modesty. Really not. It's-
1: <laughs> no, yeah, it it is a genuine. I will never forget. Like Amanda Wyatt um, is a she's a really big casting director and director in in games, mm-hmm. and she like really went to the mat for me a few times when I was first starting out. Aww. And I remember going in for her once and just going, "Why did you?" It was for Skylanders. That's what it was for. And I, I turned to her and I just went, "Why did you? Why did you bring me in?" Mm-hmm. Like of all the people. And she just went, "I don't know, Erica. I just I like what you do. I like what you do." And I, I've never forgotten that. That I just was like, "Well, okay. Well, thank you."
0: That's like such a simple thing that she likely just said because it's an instinctual thing that she said. But I'm like, damn, that affects mm-hmm. me. <laughs> just. She's also
1: said she's also said to me, because, again, like the bulk of my work, I think even what I'm known for these days is uh, video video game work. And I've I've been fortunate enough to work with her quite a bit. And uh, she told me once she was like, Erica, you know what I like about you? You're really hungry for it. Like you want this so badly. And as much as I love the heavy hitters in this industry, like, you know, you're not jaded and you're just excited and you want to get better. And you're just you're just hungry for it, um, and I thought that was nice because I think there I mean there's a difference between being you know desperate and being quote unquote like hungry for it. Being like, what can I do? How do I make how do I make this the best it can be? How do I make my reads competitive? And I know there's a line yeah. there's a line to be towed there, but um, but I, yeah, she said she said quite a few things to me that have really stuck with me. I think my whole career has just been built on people believing in me more than I believe in myself. Um, and now I think I'm finally at a point where I do kind of believe in myself. So that's nice.
0: Yeah, I think at some point it's that uh, you do need – I mean, you need your circle of people. Uh, I think um, I yeah. – I personally, I'd quit acting because just wanting to be an actor at all at such an early age was very much something that was not really encouraged. It's just kind of like a please don't do this uh, like, it's going mm-hmm. to be so hard, and you're going to be, like, so broken by the time, like, you come back from this. I'm like, why am I already failing in this scenario? Um, mm-hmm. uh, and then just kind of, like, being like, you know what? You're right. And then eventually I was uh, just doing oh, indie you Oh, no. You're getting,
1: you're getting hard to hear. Oh, it's no. It's again.
0: Are we getting – hold on.
1: Okay, cool. We're back. All right, so we're wrapping this thing up.
0: But um Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll just go a little bit and then all right. Another thing. Come on, Source Connect. Be cool. Fuck. But no, I was saying, um Be cool for five more minutes. (laughs) Just five more minutes, Mom. Uh but yeah, where you just um there was a point where I was like, Oh, I'm just gonna do keep doing like indie films here and there and then um I got called in randomly because I heard, you know, like how the acting pool is really not as big as we think it is. And it's just, oh, we got your name no, from so-and-so yeah. that you did a play with a couple of years ago. Or da-da-da-da-da. Uh, Do you want to come in for just a, a really quick session at Funimation? I'm like, uh, what is Funimation? <laughs> um, <gasps> and um, then just continuing to get pushed by your support system, like namely my husband, Oh and, yeah. Uh, Tatum, who I met while I was interning, and Christopher Bevins, who went to the same college that I did. And then just being like, holy crap, I um I'm back into it after I gave up. That's nice. I mean, it could have definitely not worked. Yeah,
1: right. It's when you're not not looking for <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah.
0: And now um you know, still growing and still like being like, okay, I've done this. I want to try to do this more. Or, you know, and Yeah, The the writing has also come to me because of that, and I've been up for some really big projects Mm. that aren't in any way, you know, related to anime or anything like that. But it's just like a, oh, and it's just because I'm trying and being like, this makes me happy. Maybe people will see that it makes me happy. And they usually do, which is, like, baffling to a younger version of me. But, yeah, I...
1: Well yeah, and I feel like you man you manifest the things that you that you want. Like there's a reason I mostly work in cinematic games. It's because that's what I wanted to mm-hmm. do. That's what I tailored my reads for. Yeah. I was like, if I can just become a ringer, I know I'll book this stuff. And then and, and I didn't. I'm looking at my like there's a reason most of the animation I'm in is super cinematic. Like there's a reason for that. It's because that's what I wanted to nail down. It was a very like filmic read.
0: Yeah. Well, do you see yourself now, now that is, as we wrap up, do you see like things that you want to maybe push yourself toward that are out of your comfort zone now?
1: Yeah, I mean, I I come from theater, so I really would love to do mocap. Like I I mean, I've done a little bit of mocap, but I would love to do like a huge mocap role and something which i think will come with yeah. time you know um but I, I i would love to do more on camera like i think that'd be really fun but the problem is it's hard because i found success in you know voiceover and i never want to not do voiceover and i feel like anytime i go yeah i think i think i'm gonna pursue this you know on camera more i book like eight projects and it's like well this is gonna keep you busy for the next two years and i'm like ah well okay right <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it's just tough it's tough but i well but I think I think not. I'm trying not to tie my happiness to my career because it will never work. No. So that's actually that's actually mostly what I'm focused on now is I've learned to say no and that's been very hard because as an actor you're just a puppy and you want to please everyone and you want to work and you want to take every job you're given but I just can't do that anymore. No. No, um, and you shouldn't. And so I'm just being more choosy.
0: Uh, oh, and yeah, I think it's because like of training as an actor like it's just you know you do the work blah 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 mm-hmm. and now that i i just turned down something this week and i'm and i'm still grappling with them. i'm like ah oh, fuck did i make the right choice and steven's like you don't mm-hmm. have time because of all the other commitments that you've yeah. made and you're getting a little twitchy i'm like well that's i mean uh, you know the biz is the biz <laughs> like um he's like yeah. can you please say no to this and i did and it's just this like I know I made the right decision because I, feel like I felt the tension leave my shoulders. But it's that whole thing, yeah, like, exactly. I said That's no to is. something. Mm-hmm. My God. Yeah,
1: I know. It, it gets easier, I promise. <laughs> I, the, my last year and a half has been a lot of no's. Um, and it's, it's, it's all been for the best, you know, at the end of the day for me.
0: Well, thank you. I will have to remember that. Hmm. But Man. Yeah. Source Connect tried to stop us, but they did not succeed. We, we did it, fucking. We did. did it. Ghost high five. Yes. Fuck yeah. Mm.
1: Ghost high five. <laughs> I'm a dead person.
0: And that's where we leave the episode. <laughs> but thank you so much for being, uh, for agreeing to do this, and for locking yourself in your booth. Yeah. I really, really appreciate it. And i I feel like I just got to know you better. And hopefully, we'll do this without microphones. Heck yeah, next dude.
1: Time. You too. Yes, I look forward to that day, Terry. Thank you so thank much. You.
0: And if you're listening, thank you, Ko-Fi contributors, as well as just listeners in general. You guys have been so good. I hope you're staying safe. And until next time, ghost high five. Ghost high five.